0: Welcome back to episode 22 of the We Are Everywhere podcast. Um, I've been so excited about this episode because this is one of those things um, where you just discover something super cool and you can't imagine how many hours and days and weeks and years a project like this would take to even come to fruition. I'm talking about the Fish Just Jams app. And if you haven't heard of it, um, we're about to put you on because we've got one of the creators here, uh, Chris Vernarski, the Fish Just Jams app creator. Man, you created this with your brother, right?
1: Yeah, my brother, uh Brian is the one who did all of the uh technical work. He did the building of the uh website and the building of the iOS app. Um, so he handles all the technical stuff and then right. I handle now cutting up the tracks and running the social media stuff.
0: Dude. I mean hats off to both <laughs> of you because I can't I mean especially with a band like Fish like the catalog and all of the years of the live performances <laughs> I mean I can't even imagine like do you have a time frame like roughly in your head of how much work you've put into I mean
1: as far as like when we we started uh we had the a 1997 jams compilation that we found that someone else had traded and shared on uh, I think uh, like bt.e tree.org uh, um, years and years ago probably uh, probably in 1.0 era and um, some point during 3.0 I believe it was probably during 2012 maybe um, we started to go through and try to cut back cut up some of the tracks from 2000, from 3.0, and then eventually went back and said, let's start with 1.0 as well. And would just kind of take a year-by-year approach. And my brother, Brian, is the one who did almost all of the, uh, the backlog of tracks, uh, cutting them up. Um, right. And that was a, a very labor-intensive um, process.
0: I can't uh, even um, imagine
1: yeah, I think, uh, I think at that point he was basically downloading the whole show and then going through and picking the individual tracks from there and cutting them up, and that was the process. Yeah. Um, and uh, I took over cutting up the, the new tracks from 2014 on. So from then on, it's been me, the one who cuts them up, and then just uploads them to him to load them up onto the site.
0: Um, it's amazing. So. And it, I, I guess we should describe what the app is. It sounds pretty self-explanatory yeah, sure. called fish, just jams, but it's, it's a website and an app that, um, if you're like me, my fish journey is, I was talking, talking about this on the last episode. I'm not really there for the songs. I don't really care yeah. about the lyrics. I, I'm there literally for the jams. I'm like, okay. Yeah. The second that we switch into type two and it's going somewhere, I'm like, <laughs> so this app That's- is, is made for me and if that's how you listen to fish as well it's made for you too it's basically all of fish's jams with the song cut out so you get fish just the jams and it's whenever i discovered it i'm in like 30 different group texts with all of my different (laughs) and i was like sending it i was like dude have you guys heard of this like check this out like this is amazing because they kind of view and listen to fish the same way that i do and yeah I think it's amazing that on the app, you guys have made it by, like you can search by obviously year, by song, by title, things like that. But you can also search by like mood. Like there's an evil fish category. There's hose jams. Like, dude, I I mean, I feel like I'm talking to a god right now. Like, (laughs) thank you so much for, for making it. And it's like, and I think it's also interesting that you started kind of backwards, like started in the 3.0 era and then kind of like worked your way.
1: Yeah, we kind of went through and we're just kind of going through it year by year to try to kind of, we didn't really think we were going to be launching a website with it eventually. We were just kind of having them for download and just because that's the way we enjoyed listening to them. Yeah. And uh, as the process kind of went on and we got more and more, uh, it was just like, you know, if we had this as a website where people could stream instead of having to download. Um, it would just open up so many more possibilities. So my brother was actually, um, looking for, uh, jobs and he actually created the website as a, like, kind of like a proof of concept and a proof that, Hey, I can build a website. Um, I got so that was the first website that he developed was, uh, was fish just jams.com. And uh, the first iOS app he developed was uh, the Fisher Shams iOS app. So- Has um, he
0: made more since then? uh,
1: No, not specific apps. He is uh, working in kind of development and stuff, but he doesn't work specifically in in, uh,
0: apps. Right on. But what a cool thing to have like on your resume.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely pretty handy. It's definitely pretty cool. Especially if, uh, if the person who would be interviewing him or whatever happens to be have an interest in, in fish as well. (laughs) yeah,
0: Cause that's the first, like, and this is what I said earlier, but like my first reaction was like, Oh my God, this is dope. Like, I can't believe this exists. And then my immediate second thought was, Oh my God, the amount of work and the amount of time that something like this, like it's, it's amazing, man. And so, yeah, if you're listening and you haven't been to the website or haven't downloaded the app, Um, do it. I mean, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you like fish, like (laughs) this is cutting out all the filler. (laughs) I mean,
1: I mean, that is kind of the way we look at it as an all killer, no filler type of approach. Yeah. And, um, the way it's designed is so that they're each individual tracks. So, um, and because of the shuffle function and the fact that there's, I think like almost 3,300 tracks now, um, on the site, you basically get a fresh experience every time you visit. Like if, if you went to, if you go to the site and then scroll to the very top and start on the first track, hit play and then turn off the shuffle function, it will play continuously through for an entire month before it would get to repeat anything. That's how much music there is on there. There's a month's worth of jams and that's, that, that that's like that includes the time you're sleeping that includes the time you know you're going to work the time you're walking yeah. your dog whatever that would still be playing for an entire month before we get to complete all the music that is on the site
0: that is so uh, and that puts it in perspective so, too
1: yeah so so that's i mean basically you you kind of can't run you can't kind of run out of jams to listen to and because uh they come in different orders um, you know, with the shuffle function, um, it just makes it new each time. So it's not like you start in and you're like, okay, cool. I'm starting this four hour uh, jam mix. Well, it's going to be the same kind of, you know, every time I listen to it, um, this, it, it gives you some control um, and uh, just kind of just keeps the jams flowing. So yeah. it's perfect for like, background like if you're working and need to like focus in on something but need something in the background it's like perfect for that too.
0: yeah and that's that's i use it a lot for that actually you know because yeah. i work in i work in radio and a lot of you know my my day-to-day job is scheduling and programming music and so it's kind mm-hmm. of you know just a lot of sitting at the computer and this and that moving stuff yep. around and i have to have something going whether it's you know podcast fish shows and then once I discovered Fish Just Jams, I was like, "Yeah, well, let's get let's get heady with this. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and like if I'm having like um, – I was talking on the last episode, like my favorite type of fish is like dark, like evil fish. And once oh, I yeah. saw you, like guys have oh, yeah. sections where it's broken down like that, I was like, oh, I'm living here. Like this is my <laughs> zone. Like it's it's amazing.
1: That, that dark evil playlist is the most popular playlist on the site. <laughs>
0: It definitely is. So you can see like you get like data points and metrics of like what people are listening to and stuff like that. Yeah, you
1: can you can see that on the analytics page. You can see um, also because of the way I set up the social media stuff and the links. Um, I can see like who clicks on or like how many clicks that particular link has gotten. And I just did. I just did. um, Because the site went live in 2015 like July of 2015 and we're, so we're closing in on seven years and I just did all the stats for all of the um, like the most played tracks, most played per song um, most played playlists and all that. And the dark evil one was, uh, was by a significant amount. It was the, it was the most highest played. So yes. I didn't, I don't know if a part of that is because I shared a, that one a lot, <laughs> um or if it's that everyone else is choosing it as well. But
0: uh, probably a little yeah, bit it's, about definitely
1: it. yeah. it's definitely popular. The, the mood playlists are, are really fun. Um to just for whatever type of uh well mood that you're in. Uh right. if you're looking for bliss jams, we got that covered. If you if you're looking for uh, out of the blue, like kind of jams out of nowhere, you got that. Uh the from the archives list. It's got all the stuff from like live bait and from the archives release. So if you're particular about uh, sound quality, uh, the from the archives one is the playlist to go to because it's got like 160 tracks that are all like the, the soundboard upgrades. Right. So um, that's one that I, I'd recommend if you're uh, if you're kind of particular about that.
0: Yeah, sound. I know a lot of people that that are. Um, yeah, and understandable. I, I, yeah, understandable. And I kind of used to be, but there's so you're leaving so much on the table by, you know, oh, listening yeah. to soundboards. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about um is how are you picking these jams? Are you just getting on fish.net and seeing like looking at set lists and seeing, okay, in this particular show, this particular song went over 15 minutes and we're looking at that. How what what's the process like of being like, okay, this is making it onto the site?
1: from like current shows i pretty much just kind of download i you know find an audience source uh download it and then i kind of i already know what songs and i can tell just by looking at the uh the timings um like okay yeah all right this was a small version of down with disease so i don't you know i don't need to cut that one up or whatever so i kind of know which songs to begin with, have, have jams or jam potential. Um, and then kind of go from there and then, uh, cut up what I, uh, what I need to cut up. So some shows, you know, can only have like a couple tracks. Others can Mm -hmm. have like eight to 10. Um, and and the thing is it really doesn't, um, it doesn't necessarily correlate as far as like the number of of jam tracks to the number to like how good of a a show it was Mm -hmm. because we could have, eight to 10 jam tracks, but they could all be, you know, six or seven minutes long. So that's, uh, you know, it all kind of depends on what you're looking for. Some, sometimes uh, there'll be a, a show that only have two jam tracks out of that, but each one of them will be, you know, 15 minutes long. So.
0: Right. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was, that's what I was kind of curious about. is like, you know, in the picking process, like, is there a certain number to where you're like, okay, anything over, 10 minutes or anything over, you know, six minutes. I was kind of like wondering like what that cutoff is or like, you know.
1: Yeah, there's no real hard and fast rule um, because like, uh, like, uh, let's see, when Haley's uh, uh, probably, I don't know, around 2013, 2014, something like that, um, you know, that was a song that uh, I would look for and be like, man, any chance you'd give me to I like I don't even care if it's if it's 90 seconds worth of jam that is outside of what they would normally do, um, then I'm gonna cut that up and use it. Um because it doesn't happen in Haleys that often. Right. You know, so it kinda it'll kind of depend on the song and um and the jam. So I kind of just kind of play it by ear each show. But as far as like when we were going back historically on the older shows, um they de- we definitely would use uh fish.net uh from time to time. Most of the time we were fairly familiar with the show, but you know, we could look back and be like, oh shoot, that's right. Hey, this Reba is good, this is worth cutting up. Um, or something like that. So uh the jam charts and um just reviews and then our own history really kind of helped us with cutting up
0: everything from previous I times. love that. And speaking of your own history, um- mm-hmm. Let's let's oh, kind of let's kind of transition a little bit and um and find out you know when where how old were you when did your fish journey start how did you discover the band how did you fall in love with them let's let's yeah. hear the Chris story.
1: Yep, no problem. Uh, I graduated high school in like 1994, um, oh, and it was the summer when I first became familiar with it I had some friends who are a year younger than me um who uh were listening and uh I'd hang out with them and I just kind of um a lot of times they they'd even they would just kind of be singing along with it uh not even really listening to the music but just kind of like singing Esther as we were driving around or something like that so I just kind of slowly became familiar with it that way and then when I went up to I went to uh college in eau claire wisconsin and uh when i moved up there i started uh you know we had that was like beginning of the internet i would hop on i remember hearing about uh the halloween 94 show with the white album and i remember ho- finding uh, uh rec music fish and hopping on and being like hey i heard the i heard they did uh the white album for halloween love to get a copy of that got my first blanks and postage, uh, from that. And I was already kind of familiar with that from, uh, from Pearl jam, uh, trading some tapes. Um, so, so that was kind of just a natural thing for me. And as soon as I learned that, Hey, I can get fish tapes this way too. I went big time on that (laughs) and I became a pretty heavy tape trader before I even went to my first show. So I was kind of like radicalized online, if you will. Sure. A good time of radicalized, by the
0: way. (laughs) Yes,
1: exactly. Exactly. So um, by the time that I – my first show was uh, 1024.95 in Madison. And then the next night was in St. Paul, and I went to both of those. Um, So that was kind of my introduction was back-to-back nights and um, some both just spectacular shows from fall 95. Um, so that was kind of that was kind of my intro to that, and then uh, I moved to North Carolina in 1997 and was uh, living at my folks' place. And then that was my first introduction to um, steady online uh, high high speed uh, internet, and that then my tape trading went like just through the roof. Um, yeah, I, I, I started. I was trading everywhere I could and uh, you know, when you find a couple good tape traders that have got a, like a, a good substantial list of tapes and I had a good uh, list of tapes and ours kind of matched. So, you know, I had a friend Dawn uh, and her, and I would trade uh, but became a friend and just somebody I met online. And I mean, we must have probably done fifteen uh, different tape trades, sometimes sending as many forty tapes at a time because once wow. you found somebody that you, that you trusted and you knew you weren't going to be like sending off tapes and they were just gonna not send you anything yeah um, so it became it became really easy to build up an extensive amount of tapes and then CD trading game and then everything it just all online. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. was-
0: I always love uh, getting to talk to, I, I call, um, I call all of you guys that were seeing fish in the 1.0 era. I call you all vets because you're like veterans yeah. of the scene. Uh, so I always yeah. love getting to talk to you guys because just hearing, like I discovered fish in 2004, you know, mm-hmm. obviously the internet found them on the internet, downloading things yeah. on LimeWire and Napster. And it's like, I love talking to you guys about, there's a whole nother world you know (laughs) where this was happening you know you were talking about fish uh music rec and trading the tapes and stuff and um it's always really cool like there is like a as as nerdy as it may sound to people that aren't in this community like there's a pretty cool history to like with the tape trading and everything and like even being a taper um do you still have all of your tapes or is it something that kind of like went to the wayside well
1: I had collected those tapes for years and years and years. And when I moved on to CDs, I just couldn't get rid of the tapes because I put so much work in, in acquiring them. And I had, I I had them in like wooden cases and I, I don't, I mean, I probably, I had probably 1500 tapes I'm thinking. And I had them in a storage place when I was living in Alabama And uh, it had been a couple years since I had actually opened that storage room up and I went and opened it up and it had mold all along the back wall. And some of it was on the tapes and I took it as a sign that, you know what? I've moved these tapes like three different like moves. I, and I haven't listened to these in forever. So I finally just got rid of them. I was like, they're, they've got mold, I'm not going to go through and try to find which ones do and which ones don't. Just right. tossed them all and was just like, alright, well that's actually a relief because, you know, otherwise it'd be like, because I never wanted, I never knew what to do with them. I I'd never, right. I had so many tapes and then so many CDs and now all the digital files. I was always afraid that if I was like, hey, I've got all these tapes if anybody wants them for free that somebody would be like, I mean, I could just download them. It just, you know <laughs> so but, like i don't need your i don't need your tapes but um, it's still it's like
0: the the coolness factor of it you know i mean it's like yeah. you even see like the resurgence of of vinyl that's been happening over yeah. the past couple of years like there's something like cool about you know sure you can get on the internet and download any show any jam whatever at the in a second but mm-hmm. there's something about you know putting that tape in or first up yep. uh, something about going and finding a tape player yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> you know putting the tape in and listening to it in that way, which, you know, for the longest time was the only way that you could listen to it. Um, yeah. there's something special about that and it's a bummer. You had to get rid of them, man.
1: Well, acquiring tapes was, I mean, to be honest, that was kind of like half of the fun was, you know, finding someone who had a list that had stuff on it that you didn't have. Uh, getting that stuff, you know, I I always kind of joked that, you know, at that time I would have dreamed to be able to access every show and have it and and download it like like we have now. And, you know, when we got to this uh, point where we were downloading and everything, I kind of felt like I owed it to the 20 year old version of me to get literally everything that I could, because I was like, that guy always said he would acquire everything if he had it at his fingertips. And I'm like, now I've got it at my fingertips. So if I don't get it, it's kind of a slap in the face to the older version of me. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's when you're, you're looking at shows to download and you look at it and you're looking at a set list and you're like, huh, first sparkle. Huh? Well, I mean, I suppose I should have that show. Right. Yeah. You know, but like you're, you're downloading everything just for the, Heck of it for the off chance that you might listen to it at some point in the future. You know, um, yeah. like I'd rather have this and not need it than need it and not have it.
0: Exactly. So, yeah. So, I kind of went yeah. through a similar, um, a similar feat, um, in college. I had a, um, I had a fish radio show called The Aquarium. I would do it through mm-hmm. you know, our, our university. And, um, I went and got these uh, terabytes of, hard drives and was just like yes. download 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 it's the same thing i was like i would rather have this like if i'm gonna yeah. be hosting a show and for the off chance that someone else is listening besides my mom and they call in and they want to hear a jam like i better be able to provide that jam you know so i think i got up to like 97 and then was like dude this is This is too much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When am I ever, ever going to listen to all of this? Right. Well,
0: you you might never, but it's, it just feels good to have it. It's like a,
1: it's better to be safe than sorry.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yeah. I want to back up a little bit. Um, You said your, your first show was in, uh, in wisconsin what was the year on that what 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 was the uh, date?
1: Nine, 95
0: 10 24 95 10 24, um, 95
1: and yeah it has, uh i grew up in wisconsin i'm not really from anywhere i moved around a whole bunch when i was a kid so um i'm not really necessarily from anywhere but that's kind of where i spent the most time it's where i went to high school and then
0: uh started college was up in wisconsin cool and where are you in wisconsin now no now i'm in uh denver I'm in Denver. Denver. Colorado. Cool, so. good place to be to be yeah. a fish fan. <laughs> yep,
1: no, no complaints from me.
0: Did you, um, did you hit on the lottery for Dick's tickets?
1: I did. This was the this is actually the first year I put in for the lottery, um wow. in in a while and uh, um and was able to score floors for all four nights uh, wow. of of Dick. So I was. I'm pretty pleased. I'm pretty pleased. So I haven't had any trouble getting tickets before. Um, But this year I was like, you know what? The demand's probably going to be high. I I don't want to wait and have to always be waiting to try to see if I can find some. So let me try it. And it worked out. So yeah. yeah, I was
0: was the only one out of uh, my friend group that really hit on the lottery for dicks this year. Um, because it seems like every year it keeps getting harder and harder and harder. Like you know that the dick and, run is gonna sell out. And they even add, there's four nights this year. Like four nights, yeah. I couldn't believe it. It's gonna that. be rough, man. Um, uh, but it's yep. gonna be fun. But yeah, you don't want to get shut out of like your hometown. I mean, where you live, like you no. call it a hometown yeah. show. You can't get shut out. There, oh, yeah. So. That's awesome. Yes. Um, okay, so first show in '95. Um and I'm I'm curious to get your answer on this, uh, because you've been in the scene for a while. What is, and with the huge project that you have going on with fish, just jams, you've listened to a lot of fish. Um, yeah. do you have a favorite year of fish that like you keep going back to?
1: Well, for me, a lot of this stuff is kind of mood dependent as far as like what I'm looking for. Um, and, uh, you know, having all the different years uh, able to be sorted and, and go through on uh, uh, Fischers Jams um, makes it easy to kind of look at it and say, like, right now, hey, I'm in the mood for some real psychedelic, just uh, you know, just machine gun tray era type stuff. So I'll hit up 95 or, or 94. 95 is probably the year that I would go to. And then 97 would be the other one. So to me, it's kind of 95 and 97. Um, and then as far as like 3.0, you know, I, I could go, my, my three favorite years for that would be 15, 17, and then 21. Um, those would be my, my go-to years for, for 3.0. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's really 95 and 97, and it's just kind of am I in the mood for like a – you know, 30-minute guitar, you know, onslaught, or am I in the mood for, you know, just funk throwdowns? Yeah. Um, and, like, so it's just kind of like what mood am I looking for? If I'm going to, like, say, take my dog out for a walk, uh, and it's, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning or something, you know, I don't need to hear the Vegas 98 Wolfman's. As soon as I start, I'll you know that'll come up on shuffle, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm in the mood for up. get me to a nice bliss Reba jam real quick. Like, like I want to ease into my day here. I don't need to like get sh- I, I don't need the Mud Island Tweezer um, when I'm when I'm just kind of wiping the sleep out of my eyes and trying to make sure the dog can you know get a chance to do her business. You know. Right. Right. So uh, that's kind of, that's kind of my approach for, for for those types of things. So
0: yeah, no, and then that's the that's the way. I guess it depends on what side of the bed you wake up on. You know, some people might want to wake up and need, yeah. you know, that Mud Island tweezer instead of a cup of coffee. That'll do it for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Um, okay, this is the the hard part of the show because um, it's an impossible question that I ask everyone. Um, favorite jam of all time and i'm talking like you're on a deserted island and you get to bring one fish jam with you and that's the only thing that you can listen to for the end of time what jam are you picking
1: yeah i I can't go down to one (laughs) jam um i can I, i can cut it down you know and again this is also uh mood dependent where you know uh you know most of the time I'll take the mud Island tweezer, but there are other times when I could be sitting there, yeah, I imagine myself on that desert Island going, Oh my God, is do I, is this, is the only thing I have is this 45 <laughs> minutes, uh, you know, mind fuck. That's all I've got. Um, all right. so, crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, as is we, you know, we have, uh, uh, what we call our top shelf, uh, series for each, uh, given year where we, take the top 25% of a jam, of uh, jam tracks from a given year. So like, let's say uh, uh, 2021 that just happened, I had, uh, I think, 172 total jam tracks um, on the site. So our top 25% was about uh, 45-ish. So I would go through 2021 and pick the, you know, the 45 jams that we consider the best. I can group things down like that I usually can't get all the way down to uh top it's my top jam of a particular year or or anything like that so but (laughs) um I I can there's there's quite a few that would be up there it just kind of depends on um the mood and uh and and what I'm looking for at the time
0: okay to make it easier and I love you're the first person. You're the first person on the show that's been like, "Yeah, no, nah, I can't do it to one." <laughs> and
1: I respect that. Yeah. Like, nah, I can't even. Uh, we've we've got 3,300 tracks on the site. I can't cut it down to just my absolute one favorite.
0: Okay, so we'll make it. We'll make it a little bit easier here for your mood yep. right now on June 13th, 2022. Your mood right now. We're doing the podcast. What's gonna be the next what's your go to jam right now? You're gonna turn on fish after this podcast. What are you picking?
1: I'm probably going something from uh 97 and probably fall ninety seven. Um uh you know, the that the Denver ghost is an easy one to come back to. Um yeah. the Lakewood Lakewood ghost from uh, summer of ninety seven. Um uh, my brother and I were actually there for that one. Uh, oh, so cool. that would that one would be pretty pretty high up there.
0: Yeah. Those so. are two really really great. Dude, that Denver Ghost, I I think that I've listened to that jam more than I've listened to any other jam. Like I have <laughs> it like I can sing you the notes like verbatim. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's fair. So that's um, fair. On the, on the flip side of that, on the flip side of favorite jams, um, do you have a fish song that you would be okay with never hearing again?
1: Um, for me, you know, there are definitely songs that I am not as big a fan of as others. Um, and for me, I guess it's more that, like, there are songs that I'm like, I just don't necessarily want to hear this in a live setting. Right. Than it necessarily being a song that, hey, I never want to hear the line again or, you know, or something like that. But, I mean, the line would be pretty high up there. Um, but uh, there's a bunch of songs that I'm like, yeah, I just don't want at a live show um, more than necessarily there being bad songs. Because, like, I can... Uh, I don't know, like, say, at work or something, if I'm uh, listening to, uh, you know, like, radio stations or something that other people are playing and then a Fish song would come through, I'm like, you know, I mean, that's better, it is a better song than all the other ones that I've just heard. But it's also a song that I don't want to hear at all in a live show. So it's like, it's not, it's like, to, it's yeah. not necessarily it's, a, it's not a bad song, it's just not a song that if I'm there at the show, I'm going to be like, oh, sweet, they're dropping into
0: you know, fill in the
1: blank here. Yeah. Or or something like that. Uh, You know, a song that's followed me for, um, for the longest time a sample. And so that's a song that I truthfully just don't care for and don't really want to hear. But then again, when it comes on and I'm listening to it, you know, I find myself rocking and reeling along with the solo and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I just said I really don't like this song at all, but I'm singing along to it. And I'm not just absent-minded I'm singing along to it. I'm like, you know,
0: like... Singing, yeah.
1: So it's like, yeah, yeah. So um, it's like, these might not be the songs that I want to hear at, you know, right away or anything, but, you know, I can kind of deal with, uh, with whatever. And um, truthfully, the... the running fish just jams has kind of helped me in that way because like I've kind of gotten rid of expectations and I don't like go in there looking for any show for any songs or anything. I just kind of take whatever comes my way because, um, an un- unintended, uh, benefit of, uh, using fish just jams myself so much is that, uh, a lot of the songs that I don't always want to hear, uh, I don't hear. So when I hear them live, it's like, wow, cool. I haven't heard the song in a couple of years. So I'm not, I'm not blown out on Cavern. Uh, okay. If they play Cavern, I'm not, oh, well, I've listened to this so many times. I don't want to hear this anymore. I haven't heard it in a little while. So it's fresh. Yeah. So it's kind of an un- unintended bonus uh, is kind of the way I look at it.
0: Yeah, no. It, Are there it, it is. Uh, songs? Are there any like that for you? You? I'm Just like, yeah, um, yeah. There's there's a hand <clears throat> there's a handful, and you know it's it's one of those where I, I'm always drawn to taking like the the low hanging fruit, like um, oh, yeah. uh, like the like the TTEs and you know the yeah. line and basic like i don't want to lump in the whole album but basically like anything off of joy um and yeah. i was and speaking of joy you know I, I will recant on some things that i've said in the past i don't think i've said them on the podcast but just to uh, you know talking fish with my friends um for the longest yeah. time anytime that you know joy would come on during a show or they would play it like i would see it live or something i'd be like fuck man but then after like really Taking a step back of like, you know, being a cool guy and like knowing what the song is about and listening to the actual song. It's it's one of those now to where that's like my pass of like a song, because like I just said earlier in the episode, I I listen to fish for like evil, dark, you know, crunchy Mm -hmm. fucking jams. And so joy doesn't really fit (laughs) that mold but knowing the story behind it and like knowing the songwriting that goes into it. And it's, that's one of those songs to where if I do get that live, I I'm not going to go take a piss. I'm not going to go grab a beer. Like I'm going to yeah. stand there and listen because it's coming from like, it's coming from someone's heart, dude. That's a, that's a heavy, yeah. <laughs> a the, heavy one. It,
1: yeah. That, that's kind of like what I'm talking about where I'm like, you know, it's not that that's a bad song. Uh It's that maybe I don't want to hear it's, you know, at that live. But right. I also know, Hey, I might not want to hear it live, but I can also look around and see a bunch of people who are thrilled to be able to, to see one. So I can look at it and say, you know what? I can put these five or 10 minutes or whatever, however long this particular song or jam or whatever is going to be and kind of put that aside and just kind of be like, Hey, yeah, listen, if, if, uh, you know, three hour, two and a half to three hours of music, they played 10 minutes that I was like, eh, not so wild about. Right. I can, yeah, that's a pretty good trade off for me.
0: Yeah. And you said it perfectly. And another thing that you said, like there's, you know, we, I say we, I get so like wrapped up in like, okay, I bought my ticket. I bought the plane ticket. Like I'm here, like I'm mm-hmm. invested. Like this yep. is my favorite thing in the world. Like I want what I want out of this. Right. But it's not, yeah. they're not yeah, exactly. playing a show for me. Um, and there's someone there, you know, that could be, you know, they could have just lost their sister or a loved one. And this song was special yeah. to them. And you know, it's, it's yep. like one of those, like, who am I to be like, Oh, the show sucked because there wasn't any you know, type two jams and they played a bunch of singing songs. Like, Dude, that could, that's someone's yeah. favorite show. You
1: know, totally. I I've tried to take that approach, and also just with the um, I don't know what was I trying to think of as you were saying that. Um, is uh, really I, I I stopped second guessing set lists. Um, uh, and that really helped me. Um, you know, for a while I kind of felt like I was almost analyzing shows like as they were happening. And instead of trying to enjoy the show, I was trying to be like, "Oh man, that chalk just didn't go as long as I would have liked." Uh, you know, I would have You'll instead that of the, the song they played after it, I would have preferred an extra five minutes of jamming and stuff. And now my attitude is more of, you know, hey, why don't I trust Fish because they've never really let me down? And yeah. I'm gonna admit that uh, Train knows a whole lot more about writing a set lists even if it's on the fly than yeah. then I do. And uh, if uh, I'm like, you know what, instead of character zero, close. I would have preferred to hear this. You know, there's 15,000 people in the who all have different means. The so I'm not going to stress if they're playing uh, a possum again or, you know, or something like that. Um, I'm just like, I'm just gonna let it fly and this is my happy place. I'm gonna go here to be happy about it and not be like, oh, I'm happy, but I could have been happier to play this.
0: Yeah. So, no, uh, and that's that's a that's a great approach to take. And I had to I had to learn that approach. It took me a while to get there. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's it's one of those things like we're like we're so passionate about this band and about the music and like we want what we want. We know mm-hmm. what we're capable of. Um, yes, it takes, it takes a minute to get there, especially because, you know, with everything that we just listed, you know, it's, you got to set some pride aside if you want to call it that. And you got (laughs) to put put the ego in check, um, of like, okay, I'm not the coolest or most knowledgeable fish fan here. Like everyone's here for something. Um, and it took a while (laughs) for me to get there. Um, but even (laughs) here's my thing, even if you go to see fish and it's quote unquote, the worst fish show in history. You're still seeing fish. Like what else are you going to be doing on, on a Sunday night at home watching TV? Like you're still seeing fish, man.
1: And and at the end of the day, I'll end up seeing saying, all right, well, one of the, however many shows I've seen wasn't as, you know, wasn't a liftoff type of night. Right. That's fine. You know, what? what? (laughs) everything else has been so, um, but yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's almost like you can make like the sports analogy. Like if you have like a favorite team, you know,
1: like
0: like your team's like really good. And then they have like an off night and you're like, what the hell you don't, that's not, you're not dropping your favorite team (laughs) when you're like, man, they they had a shitty game and they lost. So what I'm still, I still got all the gear. I I, 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 certainly think of
1: that for, for myself, there are uh days where i'm less than uh than uh my full potential and uh, you know i'd hate for somebody to be sitting there going oh man it wasn't fun hanging out with him today uh because uh you know like i've had much better times hanging out with him before um
0: (laughs) dude yeah i I love what you just did taking it and putting the analogy on yourself like I've had way more bad days just as a human than fish has had. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the fuck am I? Oh,
1: my God. And and sometimes Um, on those same days, (laughs) I've been bad. I've been a bad person when they've had a bad show. That that happens. That happens.
0: happens. You just got to keep on going. Um, How many shows – you've been seeing fish since 95. How many shows have you seen?
1: Um this year at Dix will put me over 50. I've never really been able to go on any type of long type of stretch. So most of my, um, like in, in 1.0, it was mostly like two to three or four shows a year. Um, In 3.0, it's been anywhere from uh, one to four or five a year. Um, I was living in North Carolina and Alabama for the, until like 2016. So there, you know, it would depend on how the tour was laid out. Sometimes I could get one show a year. Sometimes I could get three or four um, without having to, you know, actually love seriously travel. Right. Um, and then once I moved out here to, to Denver, I'm guaranteed three a year and now four. Yeah. Um, so uh, that kind of helps. But uh, I've never, I was never able to, to go out and like do a tour or any like long runs um right. So I'm at like 48 now, I think. Um gotcha. so uh, I've certainly listened to um
0: to quite a bit. Right. Yeah. The the reason I ask um is because everyone has well I say everyone, you might not, um, but I feel like a lot of people have songs that they're chasing. So out of the you know 48, 50 shows that you've seen, is there a song that you like, man, I just can't, I've never seen this live and it's like one of my favorite songs and I just want it and they can't seem to play it while I'm at the show.
1: I'm actually really fortunate in that I'm not really chasing anything anymore because gotcha. I've been um like at my first show, I saw um they played a band um you know, I've gotten a lot of rarities um, without actually seeing the, the, the quantity of show that's, uh, that is necessary sometimes to take care of all those rarities. Um, so either with uh, bust-outs or uh, just, like, random luck that I happen to be there, uh, like, I think on my, you know, using, like, the helping-friendly app and, and fish.net um, and all those staff pages, um, I, think, I think my like my most popular song that I haven't seen are probably like, of like Uncle Penn, the landlady, uh, you know, all things like that. It would be nice to see, but, um,
0: You're not uh, I don't
1: really like, yeah, i don't really like, and I'm not checking off, um, uh, those drinks during shows and stuff like that. Um, so I just kind of take what I get, and um, I've been very fortunate. So that's that's
0: um, good. That's good. Like I've caught a couple Colonel
1: Forbans.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
1: yeah. I've caught a, a couple Colonel Forbans. Caught a couple of Kongs. You know, like I've I've caught some of the things that you could easily go 100 plus shows and not have seen. I've been right. fortunate enough to see some of those. So uh, I can't really, uh, yeah. Kind of just am grateful
0: i love that um out of all of the shows that you've seen and been to and just even it doesn't even have to be at a show um just favorite memories um that have to do with fish maybe it's a road trip on the way to a show maybe it's at a show maybe something crazy happened um what are some of those favorite memories that you're willing to share um from tour
1: 1996 was my second year seeing fish. I was living in uh, Northwest Wisconsin in Eau Claire, and I saw three shows that year. Um, I did not see the Alpine Valley show, which was like an hour away from where I went to high school. I did not see the uh, St. Paul show, which was like an hour, hour and a half from where I was going to school at the time. But I did see uh the jazz fest show in new orleans um we traveled from northwest wisconsin to new orleans and back from like a wednesday to a sunday or no sorry wednesday through to to like a monday yeah it wasn't the brightest decision um (laughs) but it was a lot of fun it was a 20 year old type of decision um but i think from from that I, i saw that show and then uh in the fall tour i saw in pittsburgh and then in omaha so i saw three shows that year and each show i had to drive more than 10 hours to get to and i missed the two shows that were within an hour of you know where i'd been uh so (laughs) that's 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 uh that's how you end up with uh, not seeing as many shows in a year is uh, when you end up having to pass on the ones that are really close i think right. i think i think i missed the alpine show because i missed my ride i think i like got up there the day before and was going to be uh, staying at a buddy's house and ended up walking back to my house and i remember w- walking back being like you know, I don't have an alarm clock at, my, uh, at this place. How am I going to get up? And by the time I woke up, I was like, oh, my God, and, like, tried to run over there, and they had already gone. And uh, so that's how I missed that one. But, yeah, 96, I saw three shows, and uh, each one of them was at least a uh, 10-plus-hour drive while not seeing the local shows. So, yeah. <laughs>
0: And you and you said it perfectly. That's that's the uh, planning and the brain of a 20, 20 year old male. Yes. <laughs> that's that's yes. the perfect description yes. of it. Can't hit the shows that are right in my backyard, yep. but going across the country for while. Yep.
1: Uh, and, and for just uh, for just one show for each one, like, we didn't hit three shows when we went to Pittsburgh. Uh, we had a, uh, a friend who had like a sister or something to live there and we're like we can we have a place to stay so yeah. uh that we have to go to pittsburgh um and then so we did that but then didn't see anything else same thing with omaha um yeah. uh, did that trip and uh yeah
0: didn't hit any of the other
1: ones so oh,
0: it's it's funny how things work out like that though and it's like yes looking back on it you know as like uh, these decisions and how we operated whenever we were super young, it's like, why, like, what was I thinking? Like, why, what was going on in my head? But at the end of the day, I mean, it, it makes for the story, you know, it's, it does. It, yeah, it's, it does. it's one of those, one of those things where it's like, why did I do that? But Hey, you still got to see it, history it, three times, it. So whatever.
1: Yeah. It's not a great story if it's just, well, you know, I did the responsible thing and went to this thing and you know, that's not yeah. as fun as I, I miss the, the local shows and went to the shows for 10 plus hours away. <laughs> That's
0: funny. I love that though. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time in. I know we've been back thank and you. forth on uh, Messenger trying to get something scheduled. Uh, sorry, your brother couldn't make oh, it on. No, my pleasure. Uh, but I'm glad that I got to meet you and have you on and hear your story and uh, kind of nerd out about fish and the amazing love website it. and app that you guys have have made. And once again, if you're Thanks listening, very much. um, go to go download it. Uh, and it's only iOS, right? So only iPhone.
1: Is yeah. For right now it's, it's iOS. We, we had an Android app when we initially launched the site. Um, but it kind of fell out of dates and, um, we were hoping to, you know, do an Android app eventually, but right now it's just a matter of, uh, time. Uh, available to code it because it basically requires like a complete uh, rewrite now. So uh, we have an imagine. iOS app. Yes, we have the iOS app, and then we have the uh, the website, um, and both of those are free. Um, and uh, go there, uh, visit anytime you want, um, and uh, yeah, always there yeah. for you.
0: Fish just jams. Check it out if you like just jams like we do. <laughs> Chris, thanks again man for uh, for taking the time yeah, exactly. and uh, exactly. I'm glad I'm glad that I know you're um you're in Colorado, so um like I said I got the uh, Dick's tickets in the lotto too, so um I'll be shooting you a message whenever I touch down and link up and and say what's up in the lot and see some fish together. Definitely. Cool man, well it was nice meeting you and thanks, we'll see you on the next episode.
1: Thanks for the opportunity for this. It's
0: great.